You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode number 196. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki. This is another Friday edition of the I Did It series, where we share experiences and stories from women who have done it with the hopes that you can believe it about yourself and that you can learn tips and tricks and lessons from women who have gone before you. So today on the podcast, I have Anita Peters, and boy, are you in for a treat, Anita is articulate. She's knowledgeable. She is a wealth of of help in sharing the lessons that she has learned. And I love Anita because she's going to break down some of the stereotypes that maybe you have about what it means to be 60 years old, what it means to have grandkids, what it means to have had a, a history of weight loss surgery, what it means to have gained and lost a lot of weight in, in the past, what it means to have hypothyroidism, go through menopause, like all of these things. One of the things that um, we talked about with Anita is, is how she has not let any of those factors stop her from moving forward and going and reaching her dreams. And she really wanted to share that with people so that they too can start to think, hey, yeah, you know what? I might be 60 as well. And that doesn't mean that my, that my, I have to stop reaching for my goals or that I'm never going to be able to be successful. That at at any age, at any stage, you can move forward and set goals and reach them and change and grow and evolve. And that's just this beautiful part about being in, being alive. So with Anita, the thing that really stuck out to me, and you'll hear it on the podcast episode today, she talks about her experience with lap band surgery. And I really wanted to have Anita on because there are a lot of women out there who have had a similar experience or have had weight loss surgery, maybe gastric bypass or lap band or, or something to that effect. And, you know, there's a lot of repercussions mentally and physically from that. And I thought, what a great opportunity to be able to share somebody's story who's gone through that experience and the lessons that she has learned and and what that's done for her in her life. She has such a beautiful perspective on, on that experience, which you'll hear was not great. <laughs> but she's learned a lot from from that experience. And then the other thing that we touch on is how we can make macro counting customizable to us. She has a really good analogy that that we share at the end about how you can really make macros into that tool that's going to fit you. And whatever unique combination of individual characteristics and traits that you have, that macro counting is a, is a customizable tool that can really fit you and be customized to you. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode with Anita Peters. I would like to welcome Anita Peters to the podcast. Anita, welcome. Hey, Amber. Thank uh, you for inviting me. Yes, this is going to be a good topic. We've, we've already had some discussion a little bit before we hit record, and there's going to be some good, good things flushed out. So let's start with uh, just a little bit about you. 
Okay. Tell me a little bit about you and, um, and maybe a little bit about the weight that you have lost in the past. Okay. Um, I am 59, almost 60. I'm a mother of four, a grandmother of three, retired social worker. Um, I'm a Midwest girl. I uh, was born in New York State, but have grown up completely in the Midwest and have lived in five Midwest state capitals, which is, I think, is a unique wow. kind of that thing. Is, that yeah. is complete. Yeah, it's really unique. Um, not of my own, well, of my own choosing, but following my husband from job to job is what yeah. um, sort of made that happen. But anyway, so I currently live in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, it's a lovely city. Um, we've been here for 10 years. We we'll, probably will retire here. Uh Um, but, uh, I have kids all over. I have a daughter in Brooklyn, New York. I have a daughter in Chicago. I have a son in Kentucky and I've got a son here in Madison. So my life is very much, uh, chasing my kids and keeping up with my grandkids and, and keeping up with the rest of our family. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Talk to me a little bit about your history. So the weight loss journey, um, really came about, I think, um, how it happens for a lot of women with pregnancy. Um, Mm -hmm. You gain a certain amount of weight, maybe too much. um, Mm -hmm. And then you find that it's harder to lose. Um, And I think, um, you know, there can be some things that contribute to that. But whatever that contribution is, I I, I did have a thyroid disease that was diagnosed in my first pregnancy that has sort of haunted most of my adult life. But um, I do think that that pregnancy loss weight is just a, it's just a thing. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I had gained a significant amount of weight with each of my pregnancies. And, but with the first two, I lost it fairly easily. I could diet, I could exercise and maybe youth was on my side. I was in my twenties, but with my third pregnancy, I was 30. Um, and, uh, I just couldn't, I, I tried everything I did Atkins and Optifast and Metafast and Weight watchers a gazillion times, and it just wouldn't it wouldn't budge. I mm-hmm. might lose 20, 30 pounds at a time, um, but it would always come back. And I could never maintain the low calories that I needed to eat in order to I lost it at that, but I couldn't maintain it at that. So it was just this vicious, vicious cycle. Um, I knew a few people at the time who had gone through um, weight loss surgery. And I was feeling pretty defeated. Um, my son, my baby, was getting ready to turn sixteen. And I still, um, after all of those yo-yo years of up and down, up and down, um, I still weighed exactly what I weighed the day I had him. And mm-hmm. it was pretty depressing. Mm-hmm. And um, I think just that him turning 16, me still carrying this baby weight, um, I just felt compelled, like I have to do something. I, I had so much success in every other part of my life, but I could not do this one thing. And mm-hmm. like, what is wrong with me? What is mm-hmm. wrong with my body? Like, So I sought it out. Um, I gastric bypass, I had done some investigation on, and that sort of freaked me out. The idea of like actually changing my body parts. So when the lap band came out, I Mm -hmm. just thought, wow, this is perfect. I don't, Mm -hmm. it's removable. Um, it doesn't, it's just a band around my stomach. Like what, what harm could happen? What could go wrong? (laughs) What could go wrong? Of course it does, right? <laughs> like everything else. But while it worked, it worked amazing. I lost a hundred pounds in nine months, and, mm-hmm. um, and 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 I used to say when it failed, um, I had it for five years before it failed. When it failed, I used to say, well, it worked until it didn't work, but it really didn't work. Right. It worked. And if if I wanted to say, did you lose weight? Yes, I lost an extreme amount of weight very very quickly. Yeah. But I was eating eight hundred calories a day. I was living on liquid protein. Mm-hmm. I learned how to throw up in my car because mm-hmm. I threw up every single day. I was medicated for acid reflux and heartburn every day. And I never had that before. It was not, it was not any kind of living. It was sure. just all for the sake of keeping this weight off. Um, 
that fifth year, something changed and I started gaining weight and I had been maintaining for five years. Um, and they kept adding fluid to my band. I don't know if people are familiar with the, the lab band is that they put a band around your stomach, basically creating two pouches. The smaller pouches is, is on top. So when you eat, the food goes in there, it sits in there longer because it has to get through that little bitty hole that was created by the band. The band is loosened or tightened by saline that they put in through a port. I mean, it sounds draconian when you think, when you're describing it, but anyway, mm -hmm. at the time it was my normal. Mm -hmm. um, and they kept adding fluid to my band. It was getting tighter and tighter, but I was, I was, one, one huge change was my appetite came back. Whatever mm -hmm. it is about the nerves in your stomach and how it connects to your brain and all, I literally had no appetite. Like I had to make myself drink my protein drinks to get my basic amount of calories in because I was never hungry. Well, my appetite came back like full force. I was starving all the time. I was trying to keep this, this, this calorie count low. I was gaining weight, like steadily gaining weight. And then that last year, as the band failed, I gained 40 pounds of my initial weight loss back. Yeah. Um, anyway, through lots of different tests, barium swallows, finally end endoscopy showed that my band had actually eroded into my stomach. Oh, so wow. they were tightening my band, but it was actually inside my stomach. So it wasn't oh. tightening anything. Yeah. Um, and so within a couple of months, I had it scheduled to have removed. It was removed, thankfully, with no lifelong complications. It's been, it was 2013. So it's been enough years. I feel comfortable in saying that I knew women that had, and continue to suffer horrible complications yeah. from having had a lap band fail. Um, I had a hole in my stomach. I was licking some flu stomach fluids. I had to stay in the hospital a few extra days with the IV antibiotics. But basically when I left, other than some scar tissue um, that's noticeable to me um, from where my port was, um, I've had no lingering effects from it. Um, and the only success I can take out of that is that that's that 60 pounds that I lost is has still stayed off, mm -hmm. but that 40 pounds has just been, I, I felt for, I think I felt for a long time that it was like, that was my burden to bear because I did this stupid thing by having this surgery and mm -hmm. what it done, you know, I was so lucky that I wasn't more damaged than I was. Um, but, um, I came into macros one one carrying that same 40 pounds from that surgery back in 13. So seven years later. And, and here I was, mm -hmm. yeah. um, so, so yeah, I, 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 you know, it's, it's funny, the, one of the, one of the lessons you teach is that if you don't get the results that you want, there's still lessons to be learned. I know I'm paraphrasing your, mm -hmm. your, your very nice quote, um, very badly, but, but I, I think learning that and, and thinking about that actually gave me some peace around, um, the, a lot of the guilt I carried for having done that surgery and then failed it so badly um, that, that maybe I needed to see that even the most extreme thing I could do to my body, changing the shape of my stomach was not the answer, was not going to get me where I needed to go, wherever that was, mm -hmm. whether it was a weight loss number or, or, or just being at peace mm -hmm. with where I was. So, yeah. um, but anyway, but yeah, and that's what led me eventually to you. That's the path I was on. Okay. Just trying to lose the stupid 40 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> Remaining yeah so, 40 pounds. <laughs> so when you saw macros 101, like what made you think it was going to be different? Well, you know, honestly, that, that power of endorsement is pretty good. Um, Katie Crocus talked about it on her Instagram page. I know Katie through some mutual friends here in Madison. Um, I think actually our paths maybe crossed once or twice in the, in years ago, but, um, Katie talked about going through it and how much she learned. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, I don't know about macros. I know so much about dieting because yeah. I've done 
I've done everything. I've done it all. I've done it all. Literally. I feel like I've done it all. Um, And, you know, and and to my credit, when they offered me a revision to gastric bypass with my left bed failed, I did say no. You did say no to that. You did put a stop to it at that point. (laughs) Like this is, this is enough craziness. So I can't say I did that, but I stopped myself from doing that. So anyway, so Katie Cook has talked about it on her page and, and what she had learned. And I had, I've been following her journey for a little while. And so I, I knew a little bit about it. So it certainly piqued my interest to go look at it. Um, and to think about macros as a tool that maybe could help me because I certainly, I was thinking about low calorie. That's, that's all my mindset and dieting mm-hmm. had been up to that point was how low can I eat and not be starving every day and lose weight and then maintain that weight loss because I never figured out how to do that. So I think I thought of it as new information, maybe helpful, uh, helpful information, certainly a way of eating more healthy than maybe I had been eating before. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, I saw it as something new to learn and, and maybe, maybe some hope too for mm-hmm. yeah getting the weight off. Yeah. 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 So you, you mentioned a little bit about your, um, you know, your, your individual circumstances, your age going through menopause, mm-hmm. hypothyroidism, the, you know, the, the prior lap band surgery. So how did those, those individual circumstances come into play in your journey and how, you know, how have you not let those those stop you from moving forward and, and setting goals and, and continuing to like reach for the next level? Well, I think the one thing that macro counting taught me and certainly going through macros 101 taught me um, is, and, and, and I mean, the whole, the whole program, the, the coaching calls, the Facebook community um, is that whatever people's individual circumstances are, this can be tailored to work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea that we're collecting data every single day throughout the process. And they can use that data to make adjustments for ourselves. You know, it's funny because I follow a lot of, because of my interest in this, I follow a lot of macro coaches, macro trainers, and, and they always get asked, like, what are your macros? Like, tell me what your macros is sort of like saying, you know, how tall are you and how much do you weigh? Because somehow that's going to reflect back on me. And many of them, like, I don't like to share my macros because they're my macros. They're not your macros. They tell you nothing. They tell you zero. They tell you nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, so, so I, so I really, I, I really saw for myself that, that it was, based on me and what I did and what I didn't do and how my thyroid disease or my or menopause or hormones changing didn't really matter. Does it, does it make mean that maybe my fats are a little bit higher, my carbs a little bit lower than the person next to me could be, but who mm-hmm. knows, you know, and yeah. I just know that it's adaptable to me. And that's really what appealed about it. Every, you know, any program I've been a part of, whether I was eating at 800 calories a day or 1200 calories a day. It was basically like everybody was on the same plan. Everybody was doing the same thing. Well, yeah. the, the idea that our bodies all need the exact same thing every single day. Well, that's nuts. It's like silly. So, yeah. It's like, and when so you yeah, put it that way, it's like, it's so that. silly yeah. to think that way, but that, but is, that is how we often think. And that's what diets are. It's like, it's the same it's exact because. thing that you give to every single person. And like, why yeah. in the world would we think that that's a good idea? Exactly. Why exactly. Does that work? <laughs> oh, I can tell you years of going to Weight Watchers and weighing in, in front of people yeah. and getting the star, not getting the star and having people know it, you know, it's just like, oh, and gosh. that comparison, that constant comparison to people yeah. around you. It's so, it's soul killing. And it's, you know, like we have enough of our inside stuff. We don't need other outside sure. pressures on top of it. Yeah. So yeah, I just felt like this was a community I could participate in and, and my numbers did not matter. Um, everyone has something to offer within this and mm-hmm. we can talk from whatever our perspective is and it's valuable. Every mm-hmm. other people's perspectives are valuable to me. I've just learned so much 
from everyone else. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's just, it's just been great in that regard. The community yeah. has been such a big part of it. That's, that's so amazing. So one of the things that you said to me before we hit record is that you see a lot as people come into the process and come into macros 101, that a lot of like the initial thoughts are around like, well, this isn't going to work for me because X, Y, Z, right? Because my mm-hmm. age or my circumstance or my, my history or whatever. And it's this idea that like, well, is macros going to work for me? And you gave an analogy. Do you remember your analogy that you told me? <laughs> In case I'm wearing blue, I guess probably because I thought it. But yeah, it's the idea that like blue's not my color, so they're like different. There, no colors work for me, and it's like, but there's lots of colors out there. Yeah. And so yeah, the idea of like it's adaptable. Like, mm-hmm. like it's worth the time to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the other part, the other part of it is is that you know having lost a hundred pounds in nine months, well, that's like talk about instant gratification. Like totally yeah. Yeah. was weight loss, right? So I saw that scale move every single week. And the reality is that when we want to, whether we're losing fat or we're just body recom- recompositioning or whatever, nothing happens overnight. And the best changes, you don't want them to happen overnight right. because they're not sustainable. Right. And so the idea too, that we just have to slow down, collect the data, let things work. Um, one of, uh, one of uh, your coaches, uh, Melissa, I think made a comment, like the time passes, whether we do anything or not. Right. So, you know, I started this in September of 20. I'm still involved mm-hmm. because I'm not done yet. I, I, I think I know when I am, but I'm not yet. And, and, you know, the time would have passed whether I had signed up for macros one or one or not. When I look back on how much I've learned and how much I've gained from the experience of doing it, and not just in terms of what fat I've lost, but just what I've learned about myself and my thinking and my attitude toward my body and body image and all of that, like that time would have passed whether I'd done this or not. But my gosh, what a value it's given me in the meantime. And I feel like I've been able to share that with others. And so that's always a gift. That's amazing. So what would you say, um, you know, over the last year and a half, what, what have been some of those like aha moments that you look back and you're like, Oh, that like this clicked, like this really clicked, this really made a difference. What were some of those for you? Yeah. Well, you had asked me uh, prior to this to give that some thoughts. So I, I actually made myself some notes because I I didn't want to, I didn't want to say like everything, everything has been great. Everything (laughs) has been great, but there have been a few. Um, certainly as, as I just mentioned, you know, the idea of becoming a macro scientist, taking the emotion out of it. Yeah. I mean, weight loss and weight for so many women is such an emotional experience, whether it's, it goes back to our families of origin or just the society or the people around us. It's such an emotional kind of thing. And we, we base so much of our own self-value on and our own self image on how we think we look mm-hmm. and how much we weigh and what size we wear. And so the idea that like taking the emotion out of it, let's just treat it like it's a science experiment. Let's see what, let's see what, what we, what we put in, let's see what comes out and then let's make adjustments and let's look at this from a scientific uh, mindset, not an emotional one, which, you know, we, when we make decisions out of fear, they don't usually turn out well. No. And my decision to get weight loss surgery was a totally a decision out of fear, out of desperation, out of fear of what I would, what, what's going to happen to me in 10, 20, 30 years. Mm. And the idea of like, let's just look at today. Let's look at tomorrow. Let's plan this out. Yeah. The macro scientist piece was a big piece of it. Um, a, a second piece, um, I, I've already mentioned this, so I'll just mention this quickly, but just the idea that there's still lessons to be learned if we're not done yet. And so I know that I still have lessons to be learned. I've learned so much about my relationship with the scale and, and using that as one method 
of collecting data, but it's not the only method of collecting data. And so um, just looking for those lessons, looking for those opportunities, like where has this led me? Um, one of the exercises we do within um, Macros 101 is the miracle skill. I've done, I think, three or four of them by now, because my my miracle skill keeps changing. Mm-hmm. It adjusts as my mindset has adjusted. Yes. And I looked back at the one, I think maybe we did one in the five-day uh, yeah, pa- challenge. challenge. Yep. Okay. Um, so I did that right before I joined in se- that September. And it seems so superficial when I look at it now yeah. because I didn't know what I didn't know. Right. Yeah. And so, and so now it's like, it's so much deeper and so much richer than just a number on a scale. And that has been phenomenal. Um, that has really, really been phenomenal. And then, um, and I think it's like my last, last but not least is the permission to eat more food. Mm. <laughs> you know, when you, when you basically have lived a restricted, everything you've learned has been based on a restrictive mindset of good foods and bad foods and quantities. And, you know, it's like the idea that learning how to reverse, I literally, I I could have gone and shouted it from the rooftops when you taught that lesson, because I didn't know how to do that. I had lost, I mean, I've lost hundreds of pounds in my lifetime and I've gained hundreds of pounds back because no one ever took me through the process of this is what this looks like. And it's going to be emotional. It's going to be rocky, but you can get through it. And it's worth giving it the time it needs to get there. And learning to reverse, learning how to eat more food. I mean, the idea that I, I've been in, I've done uh, two cuts um, since I started with the program. I've done two cuts. I've done two reverses and two maintenances. I'm in my second maintenance right now. I've been in maintenance this time since July. I did a really bad second cut. Um, I, I gave it about eight weeks, didn't see results. And so I just did this really drastic cut put myself in a bad spot emotionally with my sleep, with my mood and just popped myself back out of it. But I'm not going to do another cut until I'm really ready to do this the right way, which is to give it whatever time it needs. And so, um, and, and I'm eating, you know, 2000 calories a day. I, I spot check about, about once a week or so, just to make sure. I'm and how old are you? Head. And how old I are am, you? I am 59, almost 60. <laughs> Did y'all hear 60. that? I like, I cringe every time that I hear women who are like, oh, because I'm like older, um, because I'm in my sixties, like I can't eat as much. And I'm like, no, it doesn't have to be the way that it is. You know, you're eating 2000 calories and you're almost six years old. I just think it's such an amazing thing for women in your age field to hear because not, not where most people think that they can be at that age. Yeah. And I'm not gaining weight. I mean, I could be eating 2000 calories a day and gaining weight, but I'm not, I'm tracking my protein. I know where I'm at. I'm moving my body almost every single day because I think at my age, I do need to be moving my body every single day. Um, And um, so the idea that I can not only have permission to eat that food, but it's not going to mean my numbers on the scale are going to go up is huge. It's so big. It's huge. So, so that probably just that it, just that in itself, learning that I can trust my body to respond appropriately when I do the appropriate things um, is, has been pretty, it's been pretty incredible. That's, that's awesome. And I, one of the things that I love that you said is it, because so often our brain does not like to see the growth that we've had. And so when you were able to go back and like compare those miracle scales, it's, it's like a very visual representation of being able to see that growth that sometimes can can hide from us. We're like, well, I'm not, right. I'm not making progress. I'm not like growing. I'm not, you know, doing anything to want to do. And when you really start to look back on it, um, oftentimes it is that like progress that is hard to see, but when you go back and compare, you're like, oh, dang, I didn't realize that I had grown so much from this experience. Right. 
that I've been so successful. And so I love that you have those to be able to kind of reflect, reflect back on. Well, this has been amazing, Anita. You are a rock star. Thank you. It's been so fun to watch you evolve. And one of the things that I love, um, if you don't know it, after macros 101 is over, we give people the option to continue with like continued coaching. We call it beyond macros 101. It's, it's just for our alumni. And so I've been able, the cool thing about that is I get to continue to like follow those clients and be able to see their, their journey and be able to get on coaching calls with them. And, you know, you and I have had conversations Mm -hmm. on coaching calls and, and I get to know a little bit of your story. And and I'm just so excited to be able to share that here with, with everybody else. So they get, they get to learn from you because there's a lot of lessons to be able to learn from the things you said. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I, you know, this is, I'm happy to share because this has been such a great experience for me. I certainly, um, you know, would want anybody who's interested to, 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 to just know that it's possible. I mean, the growth is possible. And, um, and, you know, I, I have, you know, two, two adult daughters, I have three granddaughters are very small. I mean, these, I, I, I'm carrying the lessons that I learned, which were not always helpful to me, but I feel like I've known so much more now as I look at this, this next generation, the generation behind that I know I can have an impact on that. And I'm really excited about that um, because I don't think, you know, uh, girls have to grow up basing their self-value on their yeah. bodies. Um, and and yes, I think that, that, that next generations are so much wiser than maybe my generation was, but um, at the same time, um, I'm grateful for, I'm always grateful for the opportunity to learn something new. Um, but I'm, uh, I've really been grateful for this. It's really been, um, a, a, a huge value added to my life for sure. Yeah. Your daughters and your, and your granddaughters are lucky to have you. No, so thank thanks, you. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for sharing your story. You're amazing. Uh, thanks Amber. Didn't you just love Anita? She's, she's wonderful. She really is a rock star, and it's been such an honor to be able to coach her and see her progress and her growth over the last year and a half. And I'm just so freaking proud of her. If you love the episode, please share it, share it with that person. Maybe you thought of somebody while you were listening to it, go ahead and reach out to them, share that this with them. Um, if you think that someone will appreciate what was taught here in the episode that wraps up this episode of biceps after babies radio, I'm Amber now go out and be strong because remember my friend, you can do anything. Hold up sister friend. Do you love biceps after babies radio? If so, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. I know every podcaster wants you to leave a review, but it's because those reviews help the podcast to reach more people. And I do truly want to know what you think. If this particular episode resonated with you, will you also please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your friends and family why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at biceps.after.babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.